title of my message. Ready? Happy are those. Happy are those. All right, now, if you came grumpy, I'm going to tell you right now, change your face. Put a smile on that face. Put a smile on because let me tell you, the Bible said, well, let me ask, anyone happy? Are you really happy? Are there any happy people left in this world? Because sometimes you go to the supermarket, you go to the store, and all you see is <laughs> grumpy people. And then I walk around, and I, I, I always told myself I'll never be like my mother to talk to people on the supermarkets and stuff, and I do just that. What happened? I was like, oh, and I grew up, Mom, you're so embarrassing. Why are you with any young kids, right? You know, like, Mom, why are you doing that? You talk to everybody. I am my mother's child. I talk to everybody. And every time when I go and, and I'm looking at people, it's like you don't even want to talk to them because most people, you're like, whoa, I don't even know if I could even approach you, right? Is anyone happy? Happy. And when I'm talking happy, I'm not talking about happy because of the, what's going on around you. Because things are going to happen. How many of you know that? And I'm going to teach you tonight what the Bible says, even when things are going on, that you still can be happy. All right, the five of you that are here, amen, let's roll. <laughs> Is anyone blessed in this house? All right, that's what I'm talking about. I need that interaction. If you are a believer, because we just finished singing, I believe. Jesus, I believe, right? I believe then you should be one of those that when people look at you, they're like, yup, that, that's a happy person right there. Yep, that, 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 that one right there, she believes or he believes, right? They, they should be saying that, oh, there he goes, driving to Chicago. Oh, there you go, Pastor Jose is arriving. Amen. See? Love you, honey. That's my boo-boo. I take care. I watch over my husband. Amen, ladies. Okay. All right. Amen. All right. He said, it's all good. <laughs> okay. All right. He's good. Okay. Pastor, I'm preaching. Stop. All right. Sending me heart emojis and all that. I love him. I'm going to miss him. I miss you, baby. All right. Okay. Here we go. All right. So <laughs> focus, focus, focus. We should be the ones saying with full confidence and all coolness. Not, not, not arrogance, but being cool. I am happy. I am really happy. Because, again, happiness has nothing to do with what's happening and has everything to do with God. That's the difference. And when you know that, and people say, but why? How can you be happy if, all the, if everything around you is chaotic? If everything around you is like, whoa, look at the prices of a, of, of a burger. Look at the prices of gas. Look at how can you be happy? Look at the economy. Look at what's going on. Look at this sickness. And you can say, and people ask, why? And your answer is be, it should be because of what the Lord has done. Right? When you know what the Lord has done in and through you and what he's doing now through you, amen, you want to share that with everyone. That's why I talk to everybody. I was on vacation with Pastor, and we were walking around the beach, and we were walking around different places talking to everybody, sharing the good news with everyone, Right? Why? Because what he has done is too good to be hiding it. What he has done in us is too good to be just now, you know, let me not tell anybody. See, he saved you, and, and people get this, right? They, they hear this, oh, what did God do for you? Oh, he saved me. He saved me. All right. Saved you for what? 
He saved me. I'm not going to hell. Okay, that's great. That's part of it. But do, do, how many of you know that there's more to this salvation, okay? Because I wrote down, saved you from, for, from what and for what? Because we get the from what, but sometimes we don't get the for what. Salvation is more than just being saved from going to hell. Salvation is a complete package. See, salvation belongs to the Lord and the blessing of it to the people. Now, you got to understand this. Salvation comes from God. Salvation is from God. And then the blessing upon it is you and I, the people that receive it. But when you don't know that, you don't walk around happy. You walk around saying, I'm saved, but I'm stuck. And he doesn't want you saved and stuck. He wants you saved and free to do what he's called you to do. How many of you know that you, when you were saved, there is a calling upon your life? And if you didn't know, now you know. Remember that song? Now you know, you know. All right, no, sorry. Listen what 2 Peter uh, chapter 1, verses 3 through 4, it says. It tells you what's in the salvation package. I'm unpacking this for you tonight, okay? It says, by his divine power. Was it by our power? No, by his divine power, God has given us what? Let me say, let, let's just say that again. God has given us what? Are we missing anything? So then why are we complaining? Follow me. We get into these ruts and these places and these mindsets where we start complaining about things, when we start groaning. And we're going to learn about that a little more. It says, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. Not a life outside of God doing what the world does and then trying to put your rubber stamp like it's godly. I'm talking about he's given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received, say received. That's the key word there. Have you received it? All you received all this by by how? By coming to know him. If you don't know him, you don't know what you have. You can come to church and don't you and don't know what you have. I've met people in churches over 30, 40, 50 years, and they don't know what they have. Because it's not about coming to church, and that's a good thing because we need each other. This is the fellowship of the brethren, right, to come together. We strengthen one another. Iron sharpens iron. I'm able to help you. You help me. But we have to know him, the one who called us to himself. This is more than just going to hell. He called you to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. And because of his glory and excellence, he has given. Everybody say given. He gave you. See, this is why you have to receive this. He's given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you. They enable me. To share his divine nature. Not my word, God's word. See, th this world, they call the nature, they're trying to change people's nature. They're trying to flip the script. You can't flip the script. That's why they cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs out there. 
It says he enabled you to share his divine nature and escape the world's what? Corruption caused by human desires. That's what we're seeing in the world. You're seeing human desires being played out. That's why they call evil good and good evil. That's why they try to flip the script on the genders. That's why they try to have an agenda with the children. They're trying to do all kind of crazy stuff because they're trying to figure it out. But outside of God, you can't figure it out because it's still corruption. Come on. See, this is the truth that we preach. I'm not, I'm not giving you nothing but God's word. You're going to get a lot of scripture tonight. The truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. When you received Christ, if you received him. Now, I know, and I, I laugh because sometimes pastor, he says it on Sunday, he says, uh, for the first time, if you believe and you receive, and, and a lot of people just keep raising their hands, you only need to do it one time. Once you believe and receive, unless you denounce him, and it's kind of hard to do. He made it kind of really hard. But you, you can't do it, but unless you, you're saved. And when you receive Christ, this is what happened. You were redeemed from the curse. Do you understand that? There was a curse system. The world system is cursed. And you and I that received Christ were redeemed from the curse. Hallelujah. Happy are those who dwell in the house of the Lord. And there's a covenant. It's not a contract, not like the people do nowadays. They break contracts like nothing. Marriages mean nothing nowadays. The minute you can't deal with it, you run. The minute he doesn't cook that thing well, she doesn't cook that thing well, he runs. I mean, come on, what craziness is this? You entered into a covenant, an agreement. I love this one time, my, my husband, I mean, I, you know, I, we, you, you guys know, Pastor and I, we, we boast about our marriage and our love for one another. And one time we were at this, at this couple's thing, and this was many, many years ago, and we were sitting there around, and all the couples, they were saying, it was like a, a, like a marriage couple of things, and we were there, and we were listening to everybody, and everybody went around the room saying about their marriage, about their wives, about, and so it came time to Pastor Jose. He got big brownie points for this, let me tell you. He came out and he said, he, there was, it was like, say one word about your marriage, one word about your wife, about your spouse. And he said this one word. He said, committed. I said, ooh, committed. Ooh, committed. That's deep right there. <laughs> I was like, got you, honey boo-boo, right? But he said, committed. He said the same way, and this is what he finished saying. He said, the same way Christ is committed to me. I am committed to this woman. I've entered into a covenant. We've entered into a covenant between us and God. And God doesn't break his covenant. The ones that move is us, not God. Amen? Now, you, now when you enter into that covenant, you are part of his family. I want you to see that. That's why we have that new sign there that says, welcome home. Why? Not to just a church building. Welcome to the family of God. Welcome to the house of the Lord. Welcome. You are now part of his family. And as a good father does, he takes care of his children. You share in his divine nature. One of the divine nature that we read is um, his glory and excellence. 
You can do things in excellence. You can do things as God does them. And you can escape the world's corruption. So what does that mean? The good news about this salvation package, you know, we look at the world, some of the things that we see besides the, the, the corruption of what, you know, they're doing right now, we see that there's many people that are poor, many people that are sick, many people that are hungry, many people that are stressed, many people that are tired, many people that are weary. Well, I'm going to have good news for you tonight. You don't have to be stressed anymore. You don't have to be poor anymore. Oh, I got two claps. Thank you. You don't have to be sick anymore. You don't have to be alone or afraid or tired or exhausted. You don't have to be that anymore unless you want to. Because if he told me that he gave me everything that pertains to life and godliness, I'll take that. And I'm not going to go around talking about my sickness, talking about disease, talking about this, talking about that. I'm going to talk and say what the word says. What does the word say? Psalm 84.4. Write this down for yourself. The next time you hear this word, I promise you, you'll never forget this scripture. It says blessed, and I'm reading it in the Amplified. That word blessed is happy. And greatly favor are those who dwell in your house and in your presence. They will be singing your praises all day long. Happy, happy, happy are those. Happy are those that dwell. Not happy are those that come to church on Sundays and pass by. Happy are those that dwell. That word dwell is not passing by. That word dwell means reside. Those that live, those that abide, those that stay in the presence of God. Happy are those. I mean, this must be deep or you guys are really taking it in because smile, smile. Okay, thank you. I feel better. I feel better already. They sing your praises all day long. Why do they sing? And why, why could they sing? Or why would they be singing all day? Because they know that they have been saved, or, they, or rather they know what they've been saved from. I know that I've been saved from the corruption of this world. I know that I've been saved from the evil one who would want nothing more than to kill, steal, or destroy me and my family. I know that I've been saved. It's the reason why so many people that don't know run to people, places, and things, run to substances to try to fill what only God can fill. There are no drugs. There are no substances. There is no alcohol. There is no woman. There is no man that can fill what God can do in your life. No one. I don't care how hot she looks. I don't care how hot he looks. It don't matter. They can't do it. Only God. They can sing because they know they belong. I'm no longer an orphan. I'm no longer a stranger. I'm no longer someone who's set on the side. Maybe people set you to the side, but God has not. They are part of a family taken care of by the Father. 
so you can sing all day long. I belong. Amen. See, angry people, they don't sing. I mean, they may sing a song, but you don't want to hear it. They pout all day. Uh, broke people, they don't sing. They complain all day. I ain't got no money. I can't buy that. That's too expensive. Now oh, look at these prices. Oh, you asked me for money again. Come on, come on. We know the we know the song, right? Sick people, they don't sing all day. They moan all day. Oh, I'm so sick. Oh, poor me. Oh, come on. Happy people sing all day long. Let me show you something in the Bible. David sang, and I'm going to use David tonight. It's believed that in the psalm that we're about to read, it's believed that this psalm was written near the time when David came to, rec to be recognized as king over all the tribes of Israel. And he had more enemies to still conquer, you know, such as the Philistines. David was a wise and caring king, asking God for blessing, I, would, I put in parentheses, for happy upon his people in their common everyday lives. So let's go through Psalm 144, 9 through 15. And it says this, I will, this is David, I will sing to you, my God, on the ten-string lyre. I will make music to you, to the one who gives victory to kings, who delivers his servant David from the deadly sword. Deliver me, rescue me from the hands of foreigners whose mouths are full of lies, whose right hands are deceitful. Then our sons in their youth will be like well-nurtured plants, and our daughters will be like pillars carved to adorn a palace. Our barns will be filled with every kind of provision. Our sheep will increase by thousands, by tens of thousands in our fields. Our oxen will draw heavy loads. There will be no more breaching of, wall, of walls. No going into captivity. No cries of distress in our streets. Blessed, happy is the people whom this is true. Blessed or happy is the people whose God is the Lord. Amen. 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 The Living Bible Translation says this. Here's my description of truly happy. In this same version, it takes it and says this. Land home where Jehovah is God. Vigorous and tall, growing plants. Meaning everything is fruitful. Daughters are graceful. Your, your sons are fruitful. Daughters of graceful beauty like pillars out of, of a palace wall. Barns filled with brims of crops of every kind. Sheep by the thousands in our fields. Oxen loaded down with produce. No enemy attacking the walls. But peace everywhere. No crime in our streets. I speak that over Newburgh. No crime in our streets. Yes, happy are those whose God is Jehovah. See, this is why David could sing. He understood where true happiness came from. It doesn't come from things. It comes from God. See, David, he was a skilled musician. And he, and he played the, the harp ten, um, ten strings as he sang praises to God. And God's love and help for David were always fresh and new to David. Let me say that again. God's help and love were always new and fresh to David. Is God's love and help still fresh and new to you? 
Or have you set it to the side? Oh, you know, that's, you know, that's nothing. You know, because David always felt that way. That's why his praise and his song could come out. In other words, new victories require a new song. Every victory you have, you should be singing about it. You should be declaring it out. You should be speaking it. I mean, until your people tell you, you need to shut up. And you're like, no, I can't shut up because my God is too good. Because he's been good, too good to me. I can't be quiet because I got to sing his praises of what he's done to me. If you're still singing the same gloom and doom song, you're missing it. You have to watch your mouth. Guard your heart because out of it flows the issues of life. That means you have more of this world than more of the word. When you have the word in you and you see God's hand move and you're declaring that thing, come on, faith is action. And you speak, you declare a thing because there's, there's power, there's a life in your tongue. You have his divine nature, people. You have to remember that. See, you look at yourself just like a, just a somebody or nobody. No, you are the child of the king. And the child of the king has everything. And you could declare and speak. And that's what David did. He watched his mouth. He declared. Look at what Psalm 107 verses 1 and 2 says. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. He ha has the Lord redeemed you? Then speak out. Has the Lord redeemed you? Then speak out. Tell others he has redeemed you from your enemies. What did David do when he heard Goliath? What did he do when they, when he, they gathered all of them? What did he said? He said, this uncircumcised Philistine. Who do you think you are? My God, my father, he helped me in the fields. Remember that? He said, he helped me with the bear. He helped me with the lion. He rescued me. See, David spoke the salvation of God and how God saved him as a shepherd boy. David spoke and knew that God was faithful and that if he did it before, he would do it again because he's the same forevermore. Amen? When you speak and you tell others about what God has done for you, you are declaring God's goodness and his faithfulness. So I have a charge for you tonight. I have a charge for those watching. Speak! Speak! Tell them, but you don't know what I've done, Pastor. It doesn't matter. Speak what God has done for you. See, I, I said this before, faith takes action. Faith speaks what the word says. Hear this, hear this, hear it. Come on. Faith speaks what the word says. If you don't know what the word says, how can faith speak? This is not the time not to know the word. 
This is a wake-up call tonight. Happy are those who dwell in the house of the Lord. So you want to be happy? You need to know what God's word says because you need to be able to decree a thing. You need to be able to speak to that thing. You need to be able to speak to the challenges and the things that come against you. Faith speak what the word says. Faith does what the word says. It calls those things that are not as though they were. What are you expecting? This is why I had you write it down. The Bible says write it plainly. What are you expecting? Are you just walking around this world aimlessly? Or are you declaring, expecting See, salvation comes from the Lord, and the blessing of it is on you and I. That's his goodness. So not only did we see that David, he spoke, right? David prayed. He sang. He sang to the Lord. And then what he did, he prayed. David expected good, from, from, um, good things from God. So he spoke. He prayed that the enemy would be defeated so that God's people would prosper. David believed, so he prayed. When you believe, you speak, you pray. Look at verse 11. And you guys, I don't know if you have it separate, but you can put it. Deliver me, rescue me from the hands of foreigners whose mouths are full of lies, whose right hands are deceitful. Now, when David was talking about foreigners here, he wasn't talking about foreign people. He was talking about foreigners of God. How do we know? Look at their actions. Mouths are full of lies. Who's the father of lies? So who are these people? They're not the people of God. And they're surrounding him. And they're speaking lies. And they're saying, and, and whose right hands are deceitful. These people were far from God. They were not following God. They rejected him. They were liars and false speakers. Unhappy people. Because if they were happy, that means, that means that they were dwellers of the house of the Lord. See, you've heard this a lot, a lot already. Misery loves company. And it wants to bring you down with it. But David, he wasn't having any of it. You see, you can repeat a lie or declare the truth. It's up to you. Well, I got this, I can repeat that. Or you, you can keep repeating that, or you can start declaring God's truth to it. You have to make a decision on which side you're going. Because if you dwell in the house of the Lord, then let me tell you, you're happy. And because you're happy, you're going to declare, even though you're seeing this thing, you're going to declare God's word. See, it's your choice. Even in Job 22, 28, it says, what you decide on will be done. Your decision and light will shine on your ways. See, David chose to pray for a series of blessings that will come upon God's people. And when God and, and he said, when God dealt with these people, um, or in other words, he, he would say, God, I'm praying, you deal with them. Now, who was gonna deal with the evil people? God. So what do you do while he's dealing with it? Be happy. Be happy. Remain happy. Don't believe me? Look what Matthew 5, 11 says. Write this down. 
Happy are you when people insult you and persecute you and tell all kinds of evils, lies against you because you are my followers. In other words, they did it to him. They're going to do it to us. What you mad about? Why are you stressed out about that? Come on. Happy. Smile, smile, smile. Okay, good. Happy. Not me. Jesus said this, not I. Let God handle it. You remain happy. You don't have to be stressed. You don't have to be worked up. You get worked up because you want to. Because you like that feeling of being worked up. Trust me, I know. I, I came from the Bronx. I used to like wear it like a trophy badge. I'm from the Bronx. You can't mess. I just went to Yankee Stadium. And as soon as I went to the Bronx, I just like, ooh, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> Something about the Bronx. You know, it's like, ooh. I'm here. Where, where do we get that from? Our flesh, right? And you don't have to be worked up. Evil is all around us, but it doesn't have to uh, mess with you or overtake you. Come on. Listen, we were at the, the you know, I'm going to tell you where this whole preaching came from. This is, this, is, this is where this whole thing came from. I'm at Myrtle Beach with my husband. We're having a great time. We're at the, like you could tell I was burning up. I was hiding from the sun. Pastor Jose likes to burn because he thinks that he's not getting a tan. I'm like, you're burning. He's like, no. I'm like, you're burning. You're burning me. I got to go. So we're at the beach. And that day, we had get a couple of days, and there was um, warnings in the beach. So the reason why we picked Myrtle Beach, because I, I looked at a couple of places, and I was like, wait, this is going to have sun all week, so let's go there. So we packed up and went and went out there. And we get there, and all of a sudden, our phones are going off. Warnings. There's a whole bunch of, of, of waves, high tides, and rip tides, and all this stuff, and winds. And I'm like, oh, man. So first day we get there, we check in, and all that to the villa, and we do everything. And then we go sit down at this little beach area to have um, some wings because we were hungry and stuff. And we're sitting there trying to look all good, cute, right, by the beach. And, and my hair's blowing, and my eyes are like, I can't see the wind. And I'm like, this is, this is horrible. Look at the waves. You can't even go in this water. So I was like, we're not going in that day. So next day we go in, and we were supposed to meet some friends for lunch. So I'm like, okay, we're going to go to the beach and blah, 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 whatever. So we're at the beach. Pastor goes walking. I'm sitting there listening to my worship. I'm enjoying my time. And he's like, oh, let's go in the water. So I go, yeah, let's go in the water. Now, I never wear hats or nothing. I would, you know, I go in the water, hang out, whatever. No, no, didn't bother me. But I was like, you know what? I had a hat on that, that day. I was like, we go in the water. I'm not going to get my hair wet because we're going to go right from the beach to get changed, take a shower, and go meet our friends. So I was like, you know what? Let me put on a hat just in case I get wet, whatever. I don't want to deal with my ladies. You know, then you got to blow out the whole hair. You got to do the whole thing. And I was like, I ain't doing with all that. I'm just going to go. I wanted to stay in the beach as long as we could. So we get there, we go in the water, and everything is pretty calm. And I'm like, oh, this is great. So we're walking in it. And you know how sometimes you walk, the water, the tide is, you know, all the way far. I'm like, oh, this is good. And we're walking in it, and, we're, and everything looks so peaceful and calm, and I'm happy. I'm happy. And then all of a sudden, a monster wave comes out of nowhere. On this side, Pastor Jose is standing in front of me. I look to him, and all I see is the wave. And and crashes, and I'm like, I stood there, and I wasn't happy. <laughs> and I take steps back. Now, I'm trying to hold myself because it's trying to, it almost knocks us down. <laughs> and I'm standing there, and all I'm thinking was like, 
now I gotta go do my hair. I didn't wanna do this. Why am I? Uh, why this wave came in 2.5 seconds? I went from happy to grumpy to all kinds of stuff, right? And I stopped and I said, wait a minute. Am I gonna let this opposition right now, as silly as this sound, and I use this because it's silly, but it's how we live life. The silly wave was gonna mess up my whole day. The silly wave, this opposition that just came out of nowhere because I didn't see it. We were happy, we were playing, we were, and psh. And I was like, oh, why? Why did you come? And I said, stop, no, laugh. Laugh. And I start laughing. And I was like, what are you laughing about? This is not funny. I almost fell. <laughs> I'm like, laugh. Because I'm wet. My, the back of my head got wet. But I forgot that I had put on a hat. So when I, I go and I'm like, wait, oh, I have a hat. Guess what? My hair didn't get wet. Just the tips in the back. I, th- I could deal with that because I could blow it out really quick and keep going, right? And I was, ha- I was like, listen, I was covered at that moment. And I didn't even realize because I don't wear hats like that. You never see me wearing hats, but I had a baseball cap on, and I had it in the beach, and I was trying to hide from the sun. But in the moment when I went in, I was covered because it was coming towards me. And it reminded me of this psalm, Psalm 5, verses 11 through 12. But let all who take refuge and put their trust in you rejoice. Let them ever sing for joy because you cover and shelter them. (laughs) Hallelujah. Let those who love your name be joyful and exult in you. For you, O Lord, bless the righteous man, the one who's in right standing with you. You surround him with favor as with a shield. At that moment, I had to remain humble. And say, God, you got me. I was as silly as this is, I got a testimony right here to share. And this is how this whole thing came about. Because happy are those who dwell in the house of the Lord. He covers you, he watches you. And even when the enemy tries to mess with you, he don't, don't let him mess with you. You say, No way. <laughs> Come on, no way. I'm covered. No way. I'm happy. I'm gonna remain happy. I went to the villa all laughing, and, and you know, Pastor and I, we, we, did, we rented a golf cart. We wanted the whole full experience. So we got in our little golf cart. I was like, you were driving Miss Daisy, right? I was, he's driving me around and stuff. And, and, and I'm like, yay, waving to everybody. And I'm like, I'm not wet. I could go, I could go. I took a shower, blew my hair out, went to lunch, and had a great time. Why do I share that again? Because sometimes in life, we let the little foxes. Those little things come and spoil our happiness. Come on. God promises us things in the Bible. And Matthew 5, 5 says this, happy are those who are humble. They will receive what God has promised. If I would have gone off and messed up and now I don't want to go to lunch because my day is ruined and blah, blah, blah and complaining, I would not have received the blessing of the friends that we went to see, and what a blessing. They blessed us with lunch. We had a great time. It was such a blessing. What God has promised, he keeps his promise. Psalm 146, 7 through 9 says he gives justice. This, this is his promises. This is some of his promises. Ready? Come on, receive this. He gives justice to the oppressed. 
and food to the hungry. This is why you don't have to be poor anymore. He feeds you. He gives you what you need. The Lord frees the prisoner. Are you a prisoner in your own mind? Your own mindset? Are you a prisoner oppressed by things that happen in your past? Then the Lord says, I have freedom for you now. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. Not only can he open your physically blind eyes, but he can open your, phys- your blindness in your heart. The blindness where the enemy doesn't allow you to see what God has for you. The Lord lifts up those who are weighed down. He lifts you up if you allow him to. This is his goodness. The Lord loves the godly. The Lord protects the foreigners amongst us. He cares for the orphans and and widows, but he frustrates the plan of the wicked. He frustrates the plans of the wicked. You don't have to be frustrated by the wicked. God frustrates their plans. God promises freedom, love, peace, justice, healing, strength. This is all part of God's, um, God's kingdom and God's supernatural provision for you. Are you seeing this picture? Happy are those who dwell because they're going to get what God gives, what he has for them. Do you believe this for you? Do you believe this? Then I say this, James 1.22. Don't just listen today to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourselves. That same meeting that I had, that we had, we were talking about this whole thing about God's goodness and how most people, this whole conversation was, you know, people want to get from here to here with no regard of what God says. And you want to get here to here. And, 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 and also you do it without even reg- regarding the Lord, asking the Lord, getting his input on it. But you forget on the journey from here to here, you forget here. And to get from here to here with God is not this. To get from here to here with God is this. Because in this, you discover who he is. In this, you discover who you are. In this, you discover your makeup. In this, you discover your strength. In this, you discover there's peace. In this, in this part of the journey, most people just want to jump and I want to get here. I'm not satisfied. I'm not happy. But happy are those who dwell in the house. You should be happy wherever you are. And then from there, Walk on this journey to here. See, David's action, they matched what he believed. Let, let's go really quick through the Psalm 144. 12, there's a couple of things that he said there. He, he prayed for his family, for the families of the people. Then our sons and their youth will be like well-nurtured plants. Our daughters will be like pillars um, carved to adorn a palace. In other words, blessed children in a blessed home, well-rooted, flourishing sons, stable and stately daughters. In verse 13 of, of uh, Psalm 144, he says, our barns will be filled with every kind of provision. Our sheep will increase by the thousands and ten thousands. Our oxen will draw heavy loads. In other words, blessed in the work of their hands. Your barns, your bank accounts, your increase, it all comes from God. You're not heavy burdened, but God is your provider. 
in your community, community and with others. Um, verse 14, there will be no breaching of walls, no going into captivity, no cry of distress in our streets. In other words, you're blessed with safety and peace, peace in your community, no violence, no breaking in or going out, no rioting, no injustices, no outcries in the street. You see, what he was declaring there was exactly what I had you to write on here. I had you write these things because if you wrote down on this that you are believing for your family, then guess what? It's already yours. If you wrote down that you're believing for increase, guess what? It's already yours. If you wrote down that you're believing for your sons and your daughters to, be, um, to come into the house of the Lord and be saved, then guess what? It's already yours. See what I'm showing you? Blessed and happy are those. It's already yours. If you're praying for increase, don't pray for money. God's not going to drop $100 bills on you. But God will open opportunity for you to put your hand to something. God will open doors that no man can shut. See what I mean? It is already yours because, again, if we go back to the scripture I read, he has given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. Our job is to believe, is to receive it, is to speak it, is to declare it, is to walk it, is to know that we know that if God is for me, who can be against me? It is already mine. I have it. See why you can be happy tonight? Because everything you wrote down according to God's will is yours. Oh, you're not acting like you believe it. <laughs> Let me tell you, if, if I was you sitting right there, I'd run out that door run back. <laughs> it's mine? What is mine? I've been here praying. It's yours. It's yours. The thing is, let me ask you this. Is he your Lord? Because if he's your Lord, then what's true for David as he prayed this blessing over the people, remember, salvation comes from the Lord, and the blessing is for you. So what was true for David and Israel under the old covenant is true for the believer in Jesus under the new covenant. What you wrote down. It's already yours. You believe that? Those watching, do you believe that? This is what God says, Psalm 132, verses 13 to 16. It says, for the Lord has chosen Zion. His desire is it for, uh, his desire is, um, he has desired it for his dwelling, saying, this is my resting place forever and ever. Here I will sit enthroned, for I have desired it. Desired it. I will bless her with abundant provisions. Her poor will, will satisfy with food. I will clothe her priests with salvation, and her faithful people will ever sing for joy. It's a promise. This is our heritage as believers. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? Let me leave you with one more scripture, then we're going to have communion. Matthew 5, 12 through 15. This is what it says. Be happy and glad, for a great reward is kept for you in heaven. 
This is how the prophets who lived before you were persecuted. You, say me, are the salt. Oh, you are like salt for the whole human race. See how important you are? But if the salt loses its saltiness, there is no way to make it salty again. It has become worthless. So it is thrown out and people trample on it. You are like light for the whole world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one lights a lamp and puts it under a bowl. Instead, it puts it on a a lampstand where it gives light for everyone in the house. Do you see the role of what you're saved for? You're not only saved for, you know, saved from the corruption of the world, from hell, but you're saved for a purpose, God's purposes. And you are created in his image. And you have his likeness now. And you're able to speak God's word and do what he says. God wants you and I to light up the world with his goodness and with his truth. God wants us to speak. God wants them to know. God wants them to know. Let me share this psalm with you. The whole Psalm 84. And we're going to take communion. And after that, since you said you already believe, all we need to do now is just we pray and seal it. With what you wrote down on these cards, I 1,000 billion, billion, trillion percent fully persuaded believe that if you wrote down according to God's word, it's yours. And then I want you to come and testify. We're going to pray over these for the next whole month. And we're going to pray. And as, it, as each one of them happen, I want you to come and testify. Because we're going to declare God's goodness to this world. Amen? I don't know. That didn't sound too convincing. I'm convinced. Anybody convinced with me? Thank you. I'm convinced. I'm convinced. I'm convinced. Matter of fact, I'll share the first one that I wrote down with you because it's about you. And the first one that I wrote down on on mine that I believe is I and Pastor Jose, we're believing for our building. We're believing it. I'm not for, listen. (laughs) We have had so much opposition (laughs) because the devil is scared. Because he knows. (laughs) Once we get, I mean, we're doing it now. But when we have bigger space for more people to come, it's all like Donkey Kong, let me tell you. I laugh. Matter of fact, let me share with you, as I was just remember, as this morning I was coming to the church. As, as I was coming, out of nowhere, this lady, she stopped on one side. I'm coming, the light changed. I'm coming down, the light's mine, whatever. She didn't have no signal. I'm going. It was like she was in the daze, and all of a sudden, she woke up, and she wanted to make a left while I'm going. She almost rammed me, like, and I stopped. And I was like, what? What? I was like, 
Oh, I get this. I'm preaching tonight, devil. I got you. I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to get me out of my happiness. Well, I'm going to preach the people happy, and I'm going to preach myself happy, and you're not going to come against me, devil, because you can't, because he's my rear guard, and he protects my life, and I am going to preach the gospel until the day that I die. I was so angry with a holy anger. I was driving like, how dare you try to take me out? And that's how you should be when sickness comes upon you. And that's, you, that's how you should be when the bad report comes. You should get this holy anger in you like, oh, no, Satan, not today, not any day. You have no power over me. You are under my feet. Woo! Psalm 84. How lovely are your dwelling places, O Lord of hosts. My soul, can, can you just stop right there? Look, my soul, my mind, my will, my emotions, my life, my inner self, it longs. You see why people in this world try to fill that in with other things? It's longing for God. And they think they're going to fill it with worldly stuff. You're not going to fill it that way. It longs for and greatly desires the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh, they sing for joy to the living God. The bird has found a house. There's this song that we're going to sing. We are going to sing it, Karina, right after we take communion. I was sitting on the beach. And I heard this, and I kept weeping and weeping. And it's Psalm 84, and she sang it. If I was a bird dwelling in the house of the Lord, there's nowhere else I want to be. There's nowhere else I want to go. There's nothing out there that can fill me the way my father fills me. My heart and my flesh, they sing the joy of the living God. The bird has found a house and the swallow a nest for herself where she may lay her young. Even your altars, O Lord of hosts. My king and my God, blessed and greatly favored are those who dwell in your house and your presence. They will be singing your praises all day long, Selah. Pause. Blessed and greatly favored is the man whose strength is in you, in whose heart are the highways to Zion. Passing through the valley of weeping, Baca, they, may, they make it a, a place of springs. Even in the valley, you can make it a place of springs. The early rain also covers it with blessings. They go from strength to strength. Do you hear me? You're not going from weakness. You're going from strength to strength, from glory to glory. Come on. Increasing in victorious power. There is power in you. Each of them appears before God in Zion. Oh, Lord, God of hosts, hear my prayer. Listen, oh, God of Jacob, Selah. Do you see our shield, O oh God? And look at the face of your anointed, the king, as your representative. You are his representative. 
For a day in your court is better than a thousand elsewhere. There's no other place I'd rather be. Let me tell you, been there, done that. There's no other place I'd rather be. I love the song because it talks about, I'd rather hold the doors. I'd rather sweep the floors of your house than be anywhere else. If I had to clean the toilets for God, I would do it every day. Because there's no other place I'd rather be. Sometimes we can't even get people to clean toilets. Can't get people to serve the living God. Can't can't get people to switch their schedules. I'm going to say something. I, I, I wanted this house so packed tonight. Everything. I wanted it so full tonight. I had that expectation. People can't be there. No, 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 not on a Wednesday night. No, 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 we got this. No, it just doesn't matter. I'd rather be dwelling in the house. I'd rather be with the people of God. I would rather stand as a doorkeeper at the threshold of the house of my God than to live at ease in the tents of wickedness. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord bestows grace and favor and honor. No good thing will will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, how blessed and greatly favored is the man, is the woman who trusts in you, believing in you, relying on you, and committing himself, herself to you with confident hope and expectation. Do you have a hope and expectation? Let's stand to our feet as we take communion tonight. Jesus. Just take a moment, say la pause. Take a moment. Happy are those who dwell in the house of the Lord. We remember, Father, tonight your goodness. We remember tonight your faithfulness, God. We remember tonight, Lord, what you've done for us. What you have for us, God. Salvation is a complete package, Lord. And the blessing, the blessing that you have given us, God. We thank you. We remember you tonight, Father. For we believe, we celebrate tonight, Lord, the sacrifice of our sins, what you did on the cross, that we don't have to be poor anymore, that we don't have to be sick anymore, that we don't have to be alone anymore, that we don't have to be stressed anymore. 
that we don't have to be frustrated anymore. Because what you did was a complete work. And we remember and celebrate you tonight as we eat and take of your body. We remember your broken body. Thank you. Thank you. Your body broken so that ours would not have to be broken. We remember that by your stripes we're healed. We remember your great sacrifice and the joy set before you as you saw all of us dwelling in your house. We receive it. Eat, partake of the Lord's body. Now, the blood. <laughs> the blood. Nothing can wash away our sin like the blood of Jesus. Make us white as snow, even whiter. <laughs> we thank you for your blood shed, your covenant sealed in your blood. We honor you this night and we remember. We remember what you have done for us. Your blood shed for us. We partake and drink. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Now I want you, before we sing this song, before we go, I want you to take your cards in your hand. Just like Jesus did, he would teach the people, and then he would pray for the people. And we've already received the word tonight, and we believe that it is done. So, Father, with great expectation, we bring these to you. We know that you have given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. And according to your word, Father, we believe we have received it, Lord and we declare your goodness here in this land. And what we have written according to your word, Father, we know that it is done. We know that our children are saved, Father, because we declare as for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. We declare over our children that they are strong. We declare over our, our daughters that they are beautiful. They are pillars in your house, God. We declare over our sons that they are strong and mighty men of valor, God. We declare over our marriages they are blessed, God. And we declare that as your people that we are the light of the world and the salt of the earth, Father. And we thank you. Because if we wrote that down, then, Father, it is done because it is your desire. The prodigals are coming home. They're coming home. They're coming home in the name of Jesus. Oh, Father, that wayward child is coming back to the things of God. For your, your word is planted.
it in their heart, oh God, and your word never comes back void. So we thank you right now for them, Lord, and we declare them and the salvation of the Lord over their lives. And we thank you, Father, over our our livelihood, that there is increase, God. Even now in a time of famine, even now when they've called a recession, we call increase, Father. We call supply, God. We call increase, God. We come against the, that word recession. We will not recede. We will not retreat. We will not back down. We will increase. We will increase your house. And there's many opportunities. Doors are opening right now in the name of Jesus for for employment and, and jobs, and there, are, and there are positions that the enemy has been holding back. But right now we declare, let them go for the people of God. You will not hold back God's hand. And we thank you, God, for the building, Lord. We thank you. We come in agreement tonight, Lord. We come in agreement tonight, God. For there's many people to reach, Father. And Lord, your hand is not short. And there is a dwelling place for church at the bridge, God. We declare it done, Father, this day. That it will come right to us, Father. And it is easy. We don't have to strive. We don't have to thrive. We rest in your promises and our yes and amen. And you will fill it with good things according to your word, Father. Because you told us in your word to occupy until you come back. So we will do as you call us to do in your word. And we will occupy, Father. We thank you for the building. We thank you for the people. We thank you for the finances. Fully, fully funded, Lord. Because you own all things, Father. Every nail, every hammer, all material paid for, Father. And we thank you for it. We honor you. As I was just praying, can you get me a basket, deacons? Somebody just get me a basket. We're going to take these. This is what I saw as I was praying. We're going to just fold them up. You may have to get me a couple of baskets. If Hannah's around, Hannah, I have the big baskets upstairs. Can you get me that? The big basket. This is what I saw. You're going to take these and we're going to put them in that basket. And I'm going to set that basket out. And every time you walk in these doors, I want you to go and you declare, that's done. That's done. It's done. Because not only going to pray for yourself, but we're praying for everybody else. Nobody's going to look at it. You can fold it, put it in. I promise nobody's going to look at it. We're going to put them in, and we're going to believe God. And you're going to testify of what God has done. And then we can take them and open them and say, you see what God did. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us here at Church of the Bridge today. I pray that you had a personal encounter with God, that he spoke to you powerfully, and that he met you at your place of need with this message. I also want to encourage you to go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube page. By doing so, you'll be able to check out past messages, uh, past events that we've done. You'll also be able to see what's happening now and those things that are to come. And lastly, I'd like to invite you to join with us in all that God is doing with your giving. Feel free to do so on our website. Again, thank you again for joining us, and I can't wait to connect with you next week.